Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. The fact is, with so many chemotherapies, immunotherapies now, and more treatments out there, it's hard to keep them all straight. So here's my secret. I don't. I don't try to keep them straight. Because after a few years of working in OncoPT, yes, I've picked up on a few trends and some I've come to memorize, but this is not necessary to actually start treating patients with cancer. Welcome to the OncoPT podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent OncoPT. Here's your host, Elise Contu. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the OncoPT Podcast. My name's Elise, your host, and I'm so excited that you're joining us back for another episode here on the OncoPT Podcast. In today's episode, we're doing something a little different. We're actually going through a tutorial on a very, very common tool that I have come to use very frequently in my practice and has saved my butt on more than one occasion when it came to working with patients who were on different medications, different chemotherapy agents that I had never, ever heard of in my entire life. And this is even after growing up with both a mom and a sister for oncology nurses. The fact is, with so many chemotherapies, immunotherapies now, and more treatments out there, it's hard to keep them all straight. So here's my secret. I don't. I don't try to keep them straight. Because after a few years of working in OncoPT, yes, I've picked up on a few trends and some I've come to memorize, but this is not necessary to actually start treating patients with cancer. The smarter thing to do in this situation is to actually use your resources when you need them. If you're doing an evaluation with a patient on a drug that you've never heard of before, then don't try to just flub your way through the evaluation. Look up that drug. Look up that medication. But I wouldn't recommend just doing any old Google search for this. Use this resource to know exactly what you need to know right away. If you haven't heard of chemocare.com yet, chemocare.com is a website that is literally chemotherapy 101. That's probably the basic way to put it. That's like the best way that I can describe it. Chemocare.com is one of the most clean, easy to understand resources on chemotherapy that I have found so far in my career. While Chemocare.com was created as primarily a patient and caregiver resource, it is immensely useful for healthcare providers because it gives us these quick snippets on chemotherapies and other cancer treatments. And one thing I do want to make sure, if you're not familiar with it, first of all, after this episode, definitely go and check it out. But chemocare.com is actually maintained by the Cleveland Clinic. So this is not a Wild West Facebook group or TikTok page that's giving this information. Again, not to hate on Facebook or TikTok, but you know, we all know the information we can sometimes get from the internet. But it really is a very high class, 
like, I won't say necessarily like peer reviewed in the same aspect, but they definitely have a lot of medical professionals who are actually working on keeping this the most up to date. They're constantly reevaluating, making sure that the information is correct. They are adding a lot of stuff. As we've talked about many times before in the OncoPT podcast, immunotherapies are rapidly exploding as a mainstay of cancer treatment, and they're adding those on here as well, which is really, really cool. I think it's easy for us to kind of appreciate the side effects of surgery and radiation therapy a little more easily than chemotherapy and immunotherapy and even hormonal therapy. I think we can see the visual effects of surgery and radiation much more easily. So it makes sense, at least in my head, oh, it makes sense that scar tissue is going to cause problems here. But I don't always necessarily make those connections with chemotherapy and immunotherapy. So having a resource like ChemoCare is extremely helpful when it comes to really laying it out. What are the side effects that patients can experience? What do I need to know about this? And like I said, This website is probably one of the most straightforward resources that I have found so far. They really should pay me for this. This is not a paid episode, FYI. (laughs) This This is just a resource that I have found so incredibly useful, and I recommend it to new Onco PTs or physical therapists who are newer to treating patients with cancer all the time. So because ChemoCare is a patient caregiver resource website, it doesn't always provide the specific musculoskeletal side effects or impairments related to cancer treatments. Now, this is where I would recommend supplementing your knowledge with other materials, including our favorite article ever, A Focused Review of Safety Considerations in Cancer Rehab by Maltzer et al. from 2017, or even the upcoming textbook, Oncology Rehabilitation, which we talked about in episode 196 on the OncoPT podcast. So again, while this is a great starting place, this is immensely helpful for finding out quick information about the drug, which is particularly useful when you're evaluating a patient or working with a patient on a drug that you've never heard of before. So example, I was working with a patient who I had been seeing for quite a few months at this point, and I knew the drugs that she was on. However, because of her disease, because of the changes that she was now going through as part of her disease, they actually had switched her over to a drug called Cadsyla. And for me, I had never heard of this before. And so it was extremely easy for me to, even while we were having our conversation, we were talking about this, you know, we took a quick pause. I got on chemocare.com and I looked it up. And some of the things that she was explaining to me made a little more sense because, I, again, I had that information in front of me. And so it's almost a nice way for as patients are maybe talking to you about the different medications they're on or maybe the medications they were on, you have this easy resource where you can just refer and then get right back to the conversation without having to go into this massive resource deep dive down a rabbit hole in order to get the information you're looking for. Thankfully, you don't have to be a tech guru in order to use ChemoCare. So when you first navigate to ChemoCare.com, again, it's literally ChemoCare.com, you'll find the homepage with a bunch of different buttons and links, and it's all related to chemotherapy. Now, remember when you're looking at this, I actually have ChemoCare open on my browser right now. This is a primarily patient and caregiver resource. So a lot of the stuff is like, what is chemotherapy? How am I going to tolerate this chemotherapy? What are different side effects? And a lot of the things that 
we're seeing again right away tend to be for patients and caregivers. So here's where I want you to go as the OncoPT to find the information you're looking for. So at the very top of the website, you'll find a menu and it'll say chemo care, drug info, managing side effects and more, at least as of the time of this recording, September 2022. And you'll navigate to drug info. And what happens here is is this pulls up a page called chemotherapy drugs and drugs often used during chemotherapy. And here's why I love this so much. They recognize that it's not just the chemotherapy that you're on that, you know, you may need to know about or your patient, your caregivers may need to know about here. But also, what are some other medications patients may be on during chemotherapy? Some drugs that patients may be on in order to help them with the chemotherapy or, you know, some of the other adjacent things that patients may experience, may need during their chemotherapy or even just cancer treatments here. Now, another thing you'll find on ChemoCare is a list of acronyms of the different chemotherapy regimens that our patients are commonly on. This is not what we're going to go into today, but just know that that is something that you can also find here immensely useful. Now, when you get to ChemoCare.com, again, you can go through that drug info method that I used here, but they also have a search bar at the top right hand side of the page, and you can literally just type in the drug and it will pull it up. And it actually, what's really cool here that I really love, it doesn't matter if you type in the trade name of the drug or the generic, because they have already gone in and made sure that all of that information will ultimately take you to where you're going. So for example, we're going to talk about doxorubicin today because that is commonly one of the most um, frequent chemotherapy drugs that my patients are on. And so no matter if I type in doxorubicin, which is the generic name of, you know, adriamycin here at the top, or I can type in adriamycin or even one of the trade names Rubix, and that will also pull me up to doxorubicin, which is really nice. So I found my way to doxorubicin. And what is so lovely about ChemoCare is across every single page, every single page that is going to talk about a specific drug, it is organized exactly the same way. So for every single page that talks about a specific drug on chemocare.com, it has the exact same format. So you can always go and know exactly where to find the information you're looking for. So it's very easy to navigate. It's very standardized across the website, which means you have to spend less time looking for things. Once you've been on this for a couple times, you're going to know, oh, you know what? I know I need this information about side effects. I know I have to scroll down the page, you know, just like once And there it is. So at the very top, we've got doxorubicin, and then it even tells you how to pronounce it. If you're like me and drug pronunciation is not your specialty, this is a great place to look. So anyways, underneath that, we've got the different trade names. Again, doxorubicin, also adriamycin or Rubix, depending on the trade name here. And then the drug type. Specifically, what is the drug class that we're talking about here? Now, right now, you may not really care what kind of a drug type we're talking about here. But as you get more into chemotherapy, as you start to learn more about it, or maybe even as you start to pursue or consider doing your oncology board certification, 
you may need to know a little bit more about the different drug classes, or you may just be interested in the drug classes and what does it mean? What are the different drugs in this? What are the different side effects? So again, at the top of this page here, you can find out doxorubicin is an anti-cancer, anti-neoplastic, cytotoxic chemotherapy drug. Okay, so that already answers a couple of the questions I have, and it's classified as an anthracycline antibiotic. Again, because I've been around chemotherapy for a little bit, I have an idea already of what is an anthracycline? What does an anthracycline do? How do anthracyclines affect a person and their different body systems? Again, I've been doing this for a little while, so I have these ideas, these patterns already in my head. And so if you're new to this, it's okay. You don't have to have all this knowledge just yet. But again, in the future, if you decide you want to know more about this information, you know exactly where to find it on ChemoCare. After this, we have what is doxorubicin used for? This will list the specific diagnoses that doxorubicin is currently approved to treat. What's cool about ChemoCare is they will acknowledge that sometimes drugs are used for off-label purposes, but they don't put that information on here. So I know sometimes, especially in the cancer realm, I get asked different questions about, well, have you heard about this being used for this? And I mean, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the drug combinations I've heard of that supposedly treat cancer because some physician out in Montana, not no hate on Montana, but you know, some physician out in Montana is using it. We're not even messing with that here. So it's very, very factual information. They're, they do a great job of like not fear mongering, but very factual black and white presentation of the information that I think isn't scary. I mean, like cancer is scary enough. Chemotherapy is literally one of the most cringe words ever for a lot of people. And I think chemo care does a good job of this. So anyways, what is doxorubicin used for? Um, Right away, we already know breast cancer, because again, that's like 90% of my patient population. But we can also see on here that doxorubicin is used for liver cancer, kidney cancer, multiple myeloma, ovarian cancer, thymomas, 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 uterine sarcoma, Wilms tumor, and something called Waldenstrom macroglobulinemia. Don't ask me what that is, but apparently doxorubicin is used to treat it, which is pretty cool. And then it dives right into how doxorubicin is used. If you're like me and sometimes you're wondering, how the heck are they even treating these patients? Like, how are they giving all these drugs? It gives that information. And one thing that's cool, if these drugs have kind of special notes, special points that are important for us to know, they'll also include them. An example of this here is how doxorubicin is given, typically IV. And then it talks about doxorubicin is a vesicant. Now, if you're unfamiliar, a vesicant is a chemical that can potentially damage and irritate. Uh, Irritate's a very light word here. I mean, it causes big skin problems if it gets onto our skin, and it talks about this here. Again, you and I may not be dealing with this as much, but I'll bring in, I had a patient one time who was previously treated for breast cancer. She was coming to me because she had developed lymphedema later on, but she had a significant amount of scarring around where her port site was because doxorubicin is a vesicant. Unfortunately, she had some get on her skin and it caused a lot of soft tissue restrictions. So anyways, just little notes kind of throughout this. It's so very clear how much work goes into chemotherapy and really conveying 
important information for the patient and the caregivers so that they know what's going on. And again, as a healthcare provider, I find it immensely useful here. Now, this next section is probably one of the most important ones that we as the OncoPT are concerned about. So side effects. Little little info here on the side effects. It will talk about, you know, again, just kind of patient information. Not everybody gets the side effects. Some patients are going to get, you know, a lot of side effects. Sometimes patients won't get a lot of side effects. And under the side effects headline, they have it broken down into what are the most common types of symptoms. You know, the ones that are, I think the number they usually give here are the ones that occur in more than 30% of the patient population who are treated with X drug. And then it goes into less common side effects, which is 10 to 29% of the patient population will experience this. Now, again, it's important to note here that chemocare.com is not a comprehensive, exhaustive listing of all of the musculoskeletal side effects and impairments a person can experience as a result of a particular chemotherapy, okay? But this is a really great way, a great place to get information about what your patient is experiencing, could experience, and sometimes even rule out, okay, is this side effect, insert side effect here, because of the chemotherapy or is something else maybe going on? So for example, when I was first starting to work with patients who were on doxorubicin, one of the things that I saw a lot was my patients were having a lot of skin and nail problems, as in like their nails looked nasty. And y'all, again, you know I'm from Texas. It is a, a ritual. It is a tradition for Texas ladies, especially in my area, to get their nails done. And it's very hard to get your nails done when your nails are falling off. So I went to chemo care and was like, I wonder what's going on here. And sure enough, we know that unfortunately, skin nail problems can be a potential issue with doxorubicin. And that's probably what was going on with my patients here. So again, not comprehensive, not exhaustive on the musculoskeletal impairments, but still gives us an idea. And I do appreciate that on chemocare.com for doxorubicin here, we can see they do acknowledge that it does have a, it predisposes patients towards developing cardiopulmonary issues. Now again, just so we get this out of the way. Do I wish that chemo care had more information on the musculoskeletal impairments and talked a bit more about the card, excuse me, the cardiopulmonary toxicities associated with doxorubicin, for example? Yes. However, it's important for us to acknowledge this is a patient and caregiver education website. That level of detail is not necessarily appropriate or pertinent for the patient education side of things for them to try and comb through and understand. That's important for us to know so that we can then disseminate that information appropriately to our patients. Again, not gatekeeping here, but making sure that, again, chemo care does a good job of not like fear-mongering or catastrophizing and giving patients information they don't necessarily know what to do with or how to process. So again, just so that uh, that caveat or that special note is out there. 
After the side effects, it gives a little subheading on when to contact your doctor or healthcare provider. Again, if you have this, this, and this side effect, this could potentially be a problem. Here's what to do. And then it goes through some more patient management, like how to take care of yourself. Here's different things to be aware of. And then at the bottom is another section that I think we as the Onco PT might be very interested in. At the very bottom of every page, there's going to be a section on how blah, blah drug works. So again, for example, we're talking about doxorubicin. We've got how doxorubicin works. And it gives a brief little intro on what is cancer? Like, why is cancer such a problem? So for example, cancerous tumors are characterized by cell division, which is no longer controlled as it is in normal tissue. And then a little more about, you know, what does cancer do? How, how does the cell cycle come in? And then what chemotherapy does. So chemotherapy kind of in general. And then it comes down to this specific agent, again, is a anti-tumor antibiotic. It is made from the soil fungus streptomyces, which is very interesting. And then this is this is how it works, right? And so it also ties in a little bit of how, because this is how it works, these are some of the potential signs and symptoms you know, side effects that patients could experience as a result of being treated with doxorubicin. Again, while it's written for patients and caregivers, I feel like I understand a lot about doxorubicin just from this description here. And again, like, I like to think I'm a fairly educated individual, but this makes sense. What I really love here is that this doesn't go into the crazy, nitty-gritty of how the chemotherapy drug works. While that may be something that you personally are interested in, great. I encourage you, do a deep dive. Find out more information. Amazing. But when you are trying to help your patient here and now, you don't necessarily need to know exactly how this chemotherapy affects the microtubules during the cell cycle. Again, maybe it's interesting, but is that really the most important thing for us to know right here, right now, when you have a patient who's coming in saying, hey, I'm having these side effects and I don't really know what to make of them? We really don't need to know that information. But again, by understanding the basics of what's going on, even written for patients and caregivers, we can glean so much information here. And again, get that information in a pinch so that we can get started helping patients right here right now. Again, chemo care is like a starting block for us. It's it's a great place to go for information in a pinch so you can start helping patients right here, right now in the moment. And then you can go back later and supplement your information, your knowledge with more cancer rehab specific sources. Again, recalling the Mulcher 2017 article, a focused review of safety considerations in cancer rehab, can you tell that's my favorite article ever? And as well as the upcoming oncology rehab textbook that I go, will go ahead and link in today's show notes as well. Especially when we start treating patients with cancer, when we first start treating patients with cancer, it can feel overwhelming and frankly impossible at times to keep all of the drugs straight. So until chemotherapy just becomes second nature, don't try to memorize the drugs just for the sake of memorizing the drugs. 
Use your resources. ChemoCare has really helped me understand the drugs, the side effects, how they work, and then how to actually apply that knowledge clinically. Again, I'm not hating on the microtubules, but I don't really need to know exactly what the microtubules are doing in order to take the drug information and then help my patients who are on those drugs. The more that I've done this over the past few years, the easier the drugs come to me. It's okay until you get to that point to use your resources smartly. And I would really encourage you to do so. Trying to memorize the drugs, again, simply for the sake of memorizing them, doesn't do you or your patients any good. So use your resources and use them smartly. So now I want to hear from you. What did I miss? What else would you have included in this episode about chemo care? Message me on Instagram at the OncoPT and let me know. Until next time, this is Elise with the OncoPT. And remember, you are exactly the physical therapist that your patients with cancer need. So let's get to work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OncoPT podcast. Don't forget to try chemo care out for yourself. Again, it's really easy to use. I really encourage you keep it bookmarked. One of the things I didn't mention in my recording is that I actually used to, when I would get to the clinic every single day, I would open up my computer and I would open up like three tabs. I would open up our documentation system. I would open up our schedule and I would open up chemo care. Literally, that's how much I was using it and how much of a positive impact it really made on my care for my patients. Because I knew that if it was there, it was really easy for me to pull it up, get the information I needed so that I could better help my patients, even if I didn't fully understand the chemotherapy, how it worked, or what the impact could be on my patients. I knew that I could find that information quickly, start helping my patients, and then go later and look it up more, really dive into it deeper, or maybe even find some research articles on it. What I'd love from you now, go ahead and screenshot yourself or send me a selfie of you using chemo care and how it's working to help you and your patients. Tag me on Instagram at the OncoPT, and I can't wait to see how you're using chemo care to better help your patients today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, leave a rating and review, or support us on Patreon. 